0: Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to... <coughs> Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. Michael. And maybe I'll find my voice this morning. Ah, The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And the title of our show today is Appreciation, Gratitude, and Communication. First off, happy, happy Thanksgiving to all of you around the world. For those of us in the U.S., the story that school children are told about Thanksgiving is that the Pilgrims, after their first harvest in the New World in October of 1621, celebrated three days of giving thanks and praying and feasting attended by 90 Native Americans and 53 Pilgrims. It's been celebrated nationally off and on since 1789, with a proclamation by President George Washington. Finally, in 1942, by an act of Congress signed into law by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the fourth Thursday of November became the federally observed Thanksgiving Day. So for us here in the U.S., tomorrow is our Thanksgiving Day. Our Canadian friends have been celebrating Thanksgiving Day on the second Monday each October. In more recent times, many of you in China observe a Day of Thanks on the fourth Thursday of November as well. The U.S. and Canadian expats residing in China celebrating their respective Thanksgiving days seem to have caught on with some of the younger generations in China, and we hear that some of our Chinese friends are celebrating it each year as well. So, Ganyan jing to all of you as well. Michael, did I say that right?
2: No. <laughs> so, would, you, would you say it for me? Well, I don't know uh, exactly, too, but its I think it's more Ganyan Jia. Okay, Ganyan jie.
1: Of course, all around the world, people in various countries and of different cultures have set aside special times to pray and give thanks for all manners of things important to them in their lives. Ultimately, when we give thanks, we're communicating our appreciation and gratitude to that which gives all. Some of us may call the ultimate source of all that we have in life, including our life itself, God or or creator or supreme being or Brahma or Allah or Okami Sama, or perhaps simply source. Whatever name we may use to address that which gives all, we all intuitively know that there must be some kind of higher power that gives us all that we have in life, and we are often inspired to give thanks and communicate our appreciation for everything. What part does appreciation and giving thanks for what we have play in our lives? And just how important is it to appreciate and be grateful for all that we have and are given? Well, the enlightened Buddha put it clearly and quite emphatically. He said, happiness will never come to those who fail to appreciate what they already have. Oh my, do I agree with that? Someone like the Buddha didn't use terms like never or always without really meaning it. When he said that we will never be happy unless we appreciate what we really already have, I'm sure he meant it. Hmm. I think we need to start by appreciating just what that means to us.
2: Well, yeah. It's, you know, it's really interesting Uh, When I looked up the the Chinese, um, kind of the Thanksgiving greeting, Gan Nan Jie, it translates literally as something like giving thanks to Grace holiday. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Well, this immediately brings to mind what I learned from a good friend of ours that worked with severely at-risk children in Jamaica. Initially, uh, being a leading OBGYN doctor, she wanted to provide top-notch healthcare services in Jamaica, where she was born, especially to serve single mothers who were suffering from AIDS or being HIV-positive. After getting a solid foundation with prominent medical, political, and social leaders on board, she thought that the women in need would be thrilled. But contrary to her assumptions, most of them fought her tooth and nail. After extensive interviews and research into what was the cause of their resistance to receiving help, she realized that before anything else, they needed to learn what they needed. What would help them and how? And the list of what the would-be recipients of the assistance needed to learn before they could receive the help grew the longer she investigated. She then realized that the education had to begin much earlier in life if it was going to make a lasting difference and a larger scale difference. So she looked into the education of at-risk children. She gathered top educators in collaboration with spiritual leaders to get together her first group of severely at-risk children from grade school to middle, age, middle school ages. And after several months of giving free education to these children, the educators themselves <laughs> were tearing their hair out. They tried everything they knew. All methods and practices that they've had great success with before with disadvantaged and at-risk students elsewhere, no avail. Nothing worked. There's no progress. In three or four months, there's not even a slight level of progress. What was the, what was the problem? They, they just couldn't figure it out. And after combing through everything and hours of reviews and discussions, and they discovered that these children didn't know how to learn something new or different because none of it was important to them. Nothing they tried to teach these students got anywhere with them because they were not only not students, but they didn't see an inkling of value in what they were being given. Not only what they were being taught, but just in terms of everything that they were being given. They saw no value in anything and everything from the free clothing, new clothing, nutritious meals, books, transportation, everything was being given to them that they needed to be able to attend the class. But no appreciation whatsoever. So these educators and leaders came to the realization uh, it was. When they compared the notes and discovered that not a single one of them ever heard one of the children say, thank you. And that was even after they kept on being reminded that they needed to thank the person who gave them something. There was no appreciation in these children's lives. No one ever showed them appreciation. Their lives up to that point had been one of lack of everything and a struggle to get the very basics of what they needed to survive through the day. The educators threw out their original game plan, right out the window, and decided that they needed somehow to first establish a sense of self-worth and self-respect, teach them appreciation and gratitude, and begin to learn new concepts and practices to change their lives for the better once they had a greater sense of self-worth, greater sense of self-respect, and was able to even say thank you and actually experience that appreciation and gratitude. Well, it worked. The children started learning and progressing, and began to truly shine. Each one was incredibly bright and resilient. And above all, they were starting to experience happiness. I realized that the same thing for myself uh, when I was growing up as a child. When I appreciated what I had, I became happy. What I didn't discover until a little bit later was that whenever I was unhappy, I wasn't appreciating what I already had. How that understanding came about was in grade school. I often found myself bored of the classroom lectures and assignments. And one day, I realized that I was wasting my time being bored because I was unhappy when I was bored. When I was bored, I wasn't doing anything except being bored. <laughs> I decided that if I wasn't doing anything anyway, I could be doing something that I enjoyed rather than staying bored with what was going on around me. At home, if I was by myself and not already doing something, I would find something interesting to do. That always started with me imagining something. Sometimes it was making up an intricate model airplane or a house or something. At other times, it would be going outside to find a critter I could befriend. I always found interesting things to do. In the classroom at school, I knew I didn't have the freedom I had at home to just go outside whenever I felt like it or or actively do something else besides what we were told to do in class. But I found that When we were just listening to the teacher talk and if it wasn't that interesting, to me anyway, I could imagine something else. I started creating all kinds of interesting adventures or music or ideas for projects in my mind. Then, when the teacher would give out homework assignments, I decided to use the basic assignment and make it into a creative project for myself. I figured that as long as I did more than what the teacher assigned the class to do, I would get a free pass to do it in my way. It worked every time, except except one time in fourth grade. (laughs) That's a story for another time. (laughs) That's a big story. When I gave myself permission to be creative, I felt great because I could be myself. So early in my life, I discovered that I could always apply my creativity to whatever had to be done even if it was boring, or something that I didn't particularly care about doing. You know, there's a lot of things in life you, you need to do, you have to do, but, but you don't particularly want to do it. You don't particularly like doing
1: it. Like the laundry or dishes.
2: <laughs> and so what do I do with laundry and dishes? I don't do <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Raphael does them. <laughs> but <laughs> I do the things that she doesn't like to do. Okay. I'd like to speak to that, actually, because
1: <laughs> I do the dishes and I do the laundry. And one of the things I learned a long time ago, especially doing laundry and, and also with doing the dishes, is that I really like to have clean laundry. And I like to have the dishes you know, put away for the next meal and everything. I don't like things piled up in the sink.
2: And or so even, you appreciate. That's right. You appreciate what the value of yes. doing the laundry and doing the dishes exactly gives you. Yes,
1: Exactly. As a child, I, I had to do dishes for 11 people, and we had teams of us that did it. And sometimes when we were goofing around too much, it would take two hours, and I really got to dislike it. But as I got older, into my teens, I realized if I – just appreciated that we had food on the table and the dirty dishes meant we were able to eat. And I got to have some playtime doing dishes with one of my dishes partners. Uh, As a child, I actually learned to enjoy doing it. But I see people really resisting those tasks and um, being unhappy
2: about it. Yeah, so you made it creative. Yes. Yeah, you made it in a different way than I may have, but but she made it creative for for herself. And whenever I made anything a creative, I, I think of it as a creative project, I could appreciate what I had, what I was doing, and who I was. Of course, it wasn't until years later that I connected the dots that, due to the truth, that I was a creative, spiritual being. That's what gave me the permission to be more myself when I made something into an imaginative, interesting, creative project that I could appreciate. So in order for us to validate that powerful, essential part of who we are, we have to give ourselves a creative outlet, an outlet for our creative self-expression, then what is creative self-expression? That's, that's what we call communication. Whether we're just saying hello to each other, or giving a rousing speech, or teaching an inspiring class, playing beautiful music, drawing stick figures, baking cookies, or running a business, we're communicating who we are creatively And we are communicating ourselves as creative beings. When we do, we can be happy. We appreciate what we have and who we are and what we are able to do. When I find myself complaining to myself about something or not too happy about something, I remind myself to back up and take a new look at what I'm looking at and how I'm looking at it. I know it's not until we shift what we're looking at and how we're looking at it that we can shift from some sort of unhappiness to a much more happy state of mind. A simple example of this is when you're having to do something you don't like to do and you look at it as something you get to do. Mm -hmm. Whenever I look at what I'm doing in the light of, I get to do this, I'm much happier. And it takes To shift from, I have to do this lousy thing, (laughs) to, I get to do this. And that shift is simply appreciation. As soon as I appreciate the value of what I have to do, I get into the space of, I get to do this thing. That brings about this value or meaning. Just like what Raphael was saying about washing dishes or or, uh, doing the laundry. You start to see the value that it brings to you, and you get to appreciate, and then it becomes, oh, I get to do this. Hey, there's a lot of people in the world who don't get to do the things that we take for granted, we don't like doing, it's just drudgery. No, but when you look at people who, oh, I get to do this, it always inspires me.
1: It inspires me too. And Michael made a point with the thing about complaining about things. You know, where your attention flows, where your attention goes, energy flows, and you start to create that very thing, and even more in a more difficult way uh, if you complain about it because you're energizing it. Well, we're coming up on our first break, so this is the time for our announcements. And we're teaching our next teleclass this coming Saturday, two days after Thanksgiving, November 28th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Your business is your service, energy, work for abundance. This is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Whether you own or run your business or not, everything you do is your business, isn't it? And whatever your business is, business is what you do to provide service to others. Join us for this teleclass and learn to do psychic energy work for abundance so that you would be able to better serve others in your life. For all the details and to sign up, go to our November events calendar section at michaeltamura.com. that's T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A, Tamora.com, or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, at 530 926 2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. We will return in just a couple of minutes to continue with appreciation, gratitude and communication. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamura, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com, And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now
1: back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring how our capacity for appreciating and being grateful shapes our communication and our lives. I wanted to refer back to the story Michael was talking about with the uh, OBGYN doctor who had the charity for children in Jamaica, Uh, an amazing woman. And uh, what she had to go through to to learn that the children simply needed to learn gratitude and good manners. You know, we call it good manners when we say thank you, but what's behind that? And one of the other things that we discovered is other organizations that work with children, such as abused children, have come to the same conclusion. One of the first things that the children have to learn is gratitude. And good, the good manners yes. that
2: go with it. And appreciation, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well, appreciation and, <clears throat> and gratitude go hand in hand because you have to. Appreciation is valuing something. Something is means something to you, and and when you experience that something means something to you, then then you appreciate it. And when you appreciate it, ah, huh, you're naturally grateful. Ah, huh, it's. You might not be necessarily saying thank you to some particular person who gave you something, but you experience this being the receiver, being given to. You know, as we we're talking about different ways of of shifting our perception of something, what what we what are we experiencing is largely based on how we look at things and what we're looking at. You know, we can look at all, anything under the, well, under and beyond the sun. (laughs) We can look inward, outward, every which way. We can look at anything. We have the total freedom to imagine, to look at anything. And so that's one thing is, you know, what do we choose to look at? And then the second thing is when we choose to look at something, how do we go about looking at it? We can look at it this way. We can look at it that way. We can look at it through judgment. We can look at it through competition. We can look at it through, you know, oh, this is, this is terrible. Or we can look at it, as we were talking about before the break, we get to do this. I get to do this. It's great. You know, as you're getting older and you're not jumping as high or running as fast and even – relatively simple household chores like making the bed especially if it's a king king bed (laughs) you look at it with new eyes and realize oh wow that's that's a job (laughs) and especially when you're kind of creaking out of bed and everything and it's not the first thing you might want to do but you look at it and you go wait a minute guess what hey I get to do this because I still, still can. can.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking at the the ending cycle, you know, your exit from this world is getting closer than when you came in <laughs> way closer. So then you start to really go, oh, there's a whole new sense of appreciation too, is you know what? What am I complaining about this for? I get to do this. I get to do this. Even things that are difficult right now. There's so many things. So many of us going through so many different challenges, and ranging from you know health healthcare problems and 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 COVID and all of that to to social injustices and wars and Economic distress you could, you name it there's so many things everywhere you look around, there are difficult challenges cropping up and being more and more of a global society, whatever challenges that happen somewhere in the world, you, you get you get to experience the impact of that relatively quickly and so I notice, you know, we're in this process of moving houses, moving, well, we're not moving the house. (laughs) We're moving ourselves between two houses. Ourselves and all our things. Yeah. And so so going back and forth, you know, I haven't been driving a whole lot during this whole pandemic uh, because, you know, we're trying to, trying to, maintain that sheltering in place and and not going out unless we really have to for some essential thing. But in this move where I'm especially commuting between the place where we're renting and the place where we're buying, and um, I get to be on the freeways, and a lot of times during rush hour traffic. And I get to experience and see the enormity of the stress that so many people are under. And it really shows up in driving. Oh, it shows up in driving. At first, I I just was going, Whoa, I'm in a war zone here, and I'm not even driving in Los Angeles. <laughs> Although Sacramento is getting to be more and more like Los yeah. Angeles. Uh, and so people are driving cra- more than crazy. It's just total recklessness and and the speed. I've never seen anything like it. The posted speed limit, 65 miles an hour where I am driving, and I'm already going 70 to 75 just to be sort of in the stream of traffic. And there's, there's a lot of traffic. And, and so if I go too slow, if I go the speed limit, it, I become a danger uh, because everybody else is driving so incredibly fast. And even if I'm going 70 to 75, there's big trucks and people just whizzing by going 90, 100 and that used to be like once in a long while some person will think they're, you know, a uh, racing superstar and on their Ferrari or something even though they're driving a pickup truck or something. <laughs> well, whizz by. But now it's it's like every other car is like that. And so the first thing I looked at was, what's going on? And, of course, I I can see the intense level of stress and fear and, you know, just holding on for dear life. And it somehow translates into go faster, go faster, go faster. I got to get there. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Move out of the way! Hurry, hurry up, up! 2020 end. <laughs> yeah, I think they're trying to get to the end of 2020. <laughs> or the end of their lives, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and guess what? When do we? When do we? Act like that? When? When do we go into that level of looking at our watch and going, okay, hurry up! Hurry up! When is it going to end? When is it going to end? When we're in pain. So. So when we're in pain, we can't wait for us to be out of it, right? When we're suffering in any way, we're going to hurry up. We're going to try our best to hurry up and get out of this suffering. Somehow I need to get out of here because I can't stay here much longer in this level of suffering. Ah, That's what I learned the first time I started driving in those freeways and you know, I hadn't been driving on them for a long time, for months. And then I realized, oh, this is what's one of the, one of the manifestations of how this whole pandemic and, and the world situations and everything else is affecting and has been affecting a lot of people. Not everybody. Uh, I always, I, daily, I see amazing things people are doing because they've had to stay home more. Or they had to stay, you know, in place. And and one of the things I'm seeing on the positive end is everyone's creativity is coming out in so many different forms. People who would have never thought they, they could paint or they could draw or write, uh, make music or sing, whatever it is, they're doing it. And they're finding out. Not only is it fun. But they're actually very good at it. <laughs> Why do they wait so long? <laughs> too busy doing something else. Yeah, too busy doing something else. So this time when we, when we have to shift because we can't do things the way we used to do it. We can't go on with our daily routine the way we've gotten used to it. So we're all having to change, make changes in our lives, make changes in how we look at things, how we do things, where we're going. A lot of people are looking at, where am I going? I thought I was going in that direction, but with everything that's gone on, oh, my job is gone, so I guess I'm not going in that direction, or I'm not working anymore at the job I've been working at for years, so what do I do? What can I do? A lot of people are starting their own business as a home, tapping into their creativity. So it, it keeps on coming back to owning your creativity because underneath it all, we're all spirit. We're all, if we're spirit, we're creative. And we have to exercise creativity just like we are on a physical level we got to exercise a little bit at least or else our muscles atrophy and we don't we can't stay healthy and all that stuff but on a soul level as spirit if we don't express our inner creativity that's going on whether we like it or not whether we recognize it or not Our creativity is on 24-7, even while we're sleeping. Guess what? Our bodies are sleeping, but in spirit, we're not sleeping. We're still being creative. And so what do we do with all that creativity? If we don't give it an outlet, if we don't give our creative self-expression space to be in this world, and if we don't give it the appropriate space if we don't give it enough space then everything all that creative power gets backed up and you don't want that creative power to be backed up because it's powerful it's like you know damn holding way too much and it's going to break so when you don't give yourself space to express your inner creativity on a regular, consistent, all-the-time basis called communication. You know, people think a lot of times when they hear the word creativity and especially creative expression, they think of artistic. They think of, oh, but I don't, you know, I don't even like to draw or whatever. No, it's not just about artistry or making things with your hands, although, yes, that's definitely part of creative expression, but creative expression is even more basic and essential. It's called communication. It's called you saying hello to someone else. It's us saying hello to each other in whatever way. Some people are incredibly talented, be able to sing their hello to one another. Others can draw and paint, others start services for others, and that's their hello. That's their communication of who they are and what they have within themselves to share with others. That's what communication really is. And appreciation and gratitude are instrumental. They're essential to our communication, our ability to communicate. And the quality of our communication. Yes. Because when we're appreciating something, what are we doing? We can appreciate a masterpiece of art. Or we can appreciate the kindness of strangers. Or we can appreciate the delightfulness of little children. And we can do that jumping for joy. Or we can do it very quietly where nobody else notices we're in total appreciation and gratitude for what we're experiencing. So communication doesn't have to be raucous. Communication doesn't have to be noisy and, and you know loud. Communication is just you being who you are and expressing where you're at. You're expressing who you are, where you're at and what you have to share with others. So when you're truly appreciating someone, oh, they're going to know it, even if you don't say anything. And when you're talking with somebody, the reverse of that is, you know, somebody saying, oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. And you don't experience any appreciation. It's, It's almost like sometimes it's like they're hitting your face with those words, those so-called appreciative words, but but there's no appreciation behind it. Other times, the person's just sitting there, and you can experience the total appreciation they're communicating to you.
1: Well, we're coming up on our second break already, if you can believe it, so please write this down. We are offering our annual pre-Christmas Los Angeles Calabasas Seminar Weekend As a special stay-at-home remote event, you can attend from anywhere in the world in the comfort and safety of your own home on Saturday, December 5th, and Sunday, December 6th, via four Maestro Conference teleclasses and one bonus Zoom video post-teleclass Q&A and talk story social. The theme for this remote weekend event will be the joy of spirit. This Saturday, December 5th, teleclasses will be as follows. Seeing with the eye of spirit, psychic tools to wake up your clairvoyance. That's the first one on Saturday morning. The Saturday afternoon class is seeing and being seen, spirit to spirit, communication. The Sunday, December 6th, teleclasses will be, the morning class is hang up your hang-ups, psychic tools to get over judgments. And the afternoon class will be psychic shape, shape-shifting to transform your life from grumpiness to grace. The first teleclass each day will be from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, and the second one each day will be 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. We will also give a free bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social with Michael and myself after the end of the final teleclass on Sunday starting at 3 p.m. Pacific time. For all teleclass participants, go to our December events calendar at micheltamora.com for all the details. You can sign up online or by calling our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Monday through Friday Pacific time. We'll see you in a couple of minutes.
0: listening to living the miracle michael and raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling one 346 9141 again that's one 346 9141 you may also send an email to living the miracle radio at gmail.com now back to living the miracle
1: it's great to have you back We've been exploring what our appreciation and gratitude have to do with our communication with one another. Earlier, I was talking about where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. It's a sort of a creative process, creative expression, as Michael calls it. And what I wanted to do is ask Michael a question. What is a way a person can experience gratitude for themselves, especially in these really hard times when, you know, we, our minds tend to go into complaining about things and, and not being happy
2: with, you know, uh, what seems like an endless, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Endless challenges and endless chores. And yes, many of you may notice if, if you've had more kind of complaints in your, in your mind, uh. Look around, because it's it's like a, it's like a virus. Uh, complaints can go viral, because everybody's psychic. You start tuning into, on a feeling level, on a thinking level, people unhappy or complaining or afraid or all stressed out, and you start to experience that. And you, if you don't know any better, you might think, you're stressed out, you're complaining, you're unhappy. Is that where you like to be? No. If that's not where you like to be, then that's not yours. Huh? So what do you do about it? Well, I've discovered, you know, watching a lot of people go through their, you know, commitment to being grateful every day, giving thanks every day, and I'm grateful for a beautiful day, I'm grateful for a great family, I'm grateful for this, you know, whatever. I'm but grateful for how my challenges make me grow. But how about, oh, those are all being grateful for something, something. But my experience of gratitude comes from within me. It's, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm grateful. I can say, well, I'm grateful for a beautiful morning, but I'm grateful before I notice it's a beautiful morning. Huh. Where's that gratitude? That's what I'm interested in. the gratitude that comes up from within you it does it's not about something, which means my gratitude, when I experience gratitude in that way, isn't about something good happened because, yeah, that's great instead of being unhappy about everything and you're being grateful for whatever a great thing that happened. but great things always end. huh, what if? The great thing you you have today is gone tomorrow. Then are you going to be not grateful anymore or sad, unhappy? But how about if, if your experience of gratitude comes from within you, then you're grateful regardless of what's happening in the world, regardless of how your life seems to be going at this present time. Ah, okay, so let's – I want to – Guide those of you who want to join in on this meditation if you'll sit in a comfortable chair with both feet flat on the floor. Close your eyes and just give yourselves a deep breath. (sighs) Notice just giving yourself a deep breath, giving yourself permission just to be. You don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to do anything. It's just okay, just be. Let yourself be as you are. Whether you're happy, unhappy, in pain, in joy, it doesn't matter. Just let yourself be wherever you are. And notice, once you do that, you start to give yourself, the, for the starts, just the space to just be as you are already. You don't have to change anything. You just let go of having to try. This. It's really hard to do something you know, about something you're not happy with. But you're just letting yourself be. Notice the change that brings about. Now, imagine sitting on a giant tree trunk that goes all the way down to the very, very center of the earth. Just imagine the center of the earth, what that looks like to you. Just imagine it the way you imagine it. And then imagine that tree trunk anchoring in, into the very center of the earth. And then the top part where you're sitting on a flat, you know, like a smooth, flat, cut off tree trunk, long tree trunk big. (laughs) Just let that part that you're sitting on just, you can imagine it coming up into your body a little bit. There's an energy center right at the tip of your tailbone, right about three quarters of an inch above the tip of your tailbone. And just connect the tree trunk to that disk of energy. When you do so, just notice. Notice any subtle shift in your experience. Then be aware in the very center of your head. Just imagine that you're totally aware in the center of your head. And as you're aware in the center of your head, just let yourself relax in the center of your head. No worries, just letting everything go, any kind of worries, whatever, just let it float away. Just be in the center of your head and you're giving yourself back to you. You're gathering yourself, your awareness and energy And just be in the center of your head. Let the world be as it is for right now. You're taking a little break of spirit, being in spirit. Give yourselves another deep breath and just imagine the earth energy just gently flowing in from the earth into your feet chakras, the energy centers at the bottom of your feet, going through, flowing up. Through the middle of your legs, there's energy channels through the middle of your legs, all the way through to the first chakra where the grounding is connected by the tip of your tailbone above it. And the earth energy continues to flow in, and any amount that's not necessary that reaches the first chakra just naturally gets grounded off through the tree trunk, the grounding cord to the center of the earth and gets recycled. Notice what that's like. And then... As the energy is flowing through your legs, when it comes to your knees, there's another minor energy center there that the energy flows through before it goes up to the first chakra. Okay. Then, would you become aware at the top of your head, the crown chakra, center of your intuitive knowing, and the cosmic energy? Just imagine cosmic energy generally flowing into your crown chakra and coming down four energy channels down your back, two on either side of your spinal column, and then it flows right into the first chakra, down at just above the tip of your tailbone again. And then the cosmic and earth energy mixes in the first chakra and the mixture of about, imagine about 85% cosmic energy, 15% earth energy, flowing up two channels going up the front of the body, in, in kind of the middle of the body, in front of the spine, and flows all the way up to the top to the crown chakra, again at the top of the head, and flows out of the crown chakra like a beautiful golden fountain of energy, continuous golden fountain of energy flowing and flowing and flowing. Just imagine that. And also as the two channels are going up and the energy mixture is going up those two channels, they branch out across the shoulder area, goes down the arms and out of the hand chakras in the palms of your hands. So that's the earth and cosmic energy running throughout your body, the main channels. And give yourselves a deep breath. Be aware in the center of your head. And notice what starts to happen as you just do this. Now, would you imagine in front of your forehead area, about a foot in front of your forehead area, just imagine a picture of a beautiful rose. Whatever color you like, imagine that rose image and just let that rose image be there. And now imagine the whole image of the rose just exploding in a fireworks, just beautiful explosion of fireworks. And flash of light, and it's gone. Oh, so the image you created of the rose is gone. It's just back to energy. Right? Now, would you imagine a new image of a rose? And as you enjoy looking at the image of the rose you just created, now would you imagine that whole image of the rose exploding in a flash of light, brilliant flash of light. And then would you create another image of a rose out in front of you? And once again, once you go, oh, how nice, nice, enjoy, appreciate that image of the rose that you as spirit created, imagine. Now, would you imagine it exploding in a flash of light? And notice how simple, effortless this is. Now, this time, would you once again imagine a new image of a rose on front of your forehead? And this time, would you just look around inside of your head? As you're aware in the center of your head, would you look around inside and notice if you have any worries, if you're troubled by Different things. If you're try, you've been trying to solve a problem that you just haven't been able to solve. You're concerned about a friend, family member, you're all these thoughts that are and feelings that are occupying your mind right now. And especially if they haven't done any good, just let become aware of any of those and just start to empty your mind of these thoughts and feelings and images and whatever and put it into this rose out in front of your forehead. And once you put it into that rose out in front of your forehead, you imagine the whole rose with everything you just put into it, exploding in a flash of light. Let it all go. Be aware in the center of your head and notice any difference. Then, would you create another image of a rose out in front of your forehead? And this time, would you just ask yourself, Ah, am I unconsciously holding on to any other, anybody else's energies, anybody else's problems that I really can't solve for them? It's, you know, they created it, it's their problem, It's you can't solve it for them. You can help them, you can, you know, support them, whatever, but you can't solve it for them. So, would you just ask yourself, if you have any, you're unconsciously holding on to anybody else's energy and anybody else's problems and just decide you're going to let it all go. And just imagine any energy and any problems that belong to other people that you've been holding on to, been trying to solve, trying to fight it off, whatever. You're just letting it be, letting it go, and then see it as just energy and images, feelings, whatever, thoughts, going out of you, out of your space, into that rose. And notice all the different qualities of energy and anything coming out and going into that rose. And when you see it going into that rose and it's done, then imagine that whole rose and everything you put into it exploding in a flash of light. And just let it all go. Give yourselves a deep breath. Be aware in the center of your head. And now imagine a giant golden sun above your head full of life. Just the joyousness, the celebration of life, life force, and the vitality of life. Just bring in that golden sun full of life into your crown chakra, into the top of your head, and just fill up your entire body with this golden energy of life. And as you bring in that golden sun of life force energy, would you experience that gratitude that just is for being you? being the spirit that you are, saying hello to your inner being. Have that gratitude that's naturally yours. Give yourself a deep breath, stretch, and then just gently bend on over, dangle your arms and head and let any excess energy come out. And then when you're ready, just come back up, open your eyes and look around the physical space you're in.
1: Well, we're already at the end of our show today and certainly appreciate all of you joining us today. I hope you enjoyed that meditation. By the way, you can always listen to it afterwards when it's posted on the Voice America Empowerment site. We hope that you each gain some new insights about how appreciation and gratitude play essential roles in your communication with anyone and everyone. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for enthusiasm and your self-expression find out what enthusiasm has to do with your communication and creative self-expression remember to to join us for our next teleclass this coming saturday november 28th 10 a.m to noon pacific time on your business is your service energy work for abundance check our website or call the office at 530-926-2650 and say hi to noel for us And also ask for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week.